0: Saranai. We're going to look at another application of Yonisul Manisikara through this particular Sutta, which is the Dutya Nandikaya Sutta, and we're going to look at the five aggregates because that's what it all comes down to in terms of the Buddha's teaching, how we cling to the five aggregates. So we're starting to develop Yonisul so this next meditation will go even further, so just bear that in mind. And what the Buddha says in this Sutta is, when you wisely contemplate the five aggregates, recognize them as impermanent, so anicca, as they really are, one can realize liberation. Because contemplate wisely to form, recognize the impermanence of form as it really is. When a bhikkhu contemplates wisely to form and recognizes the impermanence of form as it really is, he experiences revulsion towards form. With the destruction of delight comes the destruction uh, of lust. With the destruction of lust uh, comes the destruction of delight. With the destruction of delight and the, and lust, the mind is liberated and is well is said to be well liberated. And uh, then it says, because attend carefully to feeling, to perception, to volitional formations, to consciousness. And then the same thing goes. So clearly, the first thing to to probably just make sure everybody knows what the five aggregates are. So the five aggregates are known as panchaskanda or Panchakanda. So form is Rupa. So the initial paragraph that the Buddha talking about is Rupa. So the four great elements, so earth, air, water, fire. Then feeling, Vedana. Uh, this is like feeling or experience. And we usually, that's born of the six sense faculties. We experience through the six sense faculty this feeling. And then perception, Sanya. This is, again, through the external uh, sense objects we perceive. And then sankhara, volitional formations, is really how we have volition regarding, you know, through the six sense objects. And then of course consciousness, vijnana, again we have the six sense consciousness, so I, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind, consciousness. So essentially, collectively, the five aggregates is how we assume this is our body and our mind. This is who we think we are, and this is who we think others are as well. you know, It mirrors. If we uh, construct five aggregates over there, then that's uh, a mirror to us also being these five aggregates over here. And when we misapprehend this body and mind, these five aggregates, and we cling to them, and we identify them, and we think that we're in control of this whole, whole process of these five aggregates, then this is coming from wrong view because this will mean that we want to create another ear, eyes, nose, tongue, body and all this thing associated with the five aggregates. And we'll keep uh, transmigrating, as the Buddha says in samsara. Now, the Buddha's teaching in this sutta, and many like it, are actually asking us to see the five aggregates for what they really are. And we can do that through the first thing that the Buddha says in this. So this one is purely about Anicca. Like Anicca Sanya, that we see the arising and passing away of this form. That the other characteristics that Buddha normally talks about is dukkha and anatta. We'll look at that later. But really, Anicca is about the unlastingness, the arising and passing away of form in particular, in this case, and also the fact that it's unreliable, unstable that's what, what we need to investigate and so when Buddha talks about wise contemplation of this Buddha is asking us to take our own example of form in the first instance because that's probably the easiest example to take and see it's arising and passing away one of the good meditations for this is the Samadhi Bhavana Sutra. it's all about concentration and about three terms that we've spoken about before That when we see any of the five aggregates, but if we use the example of form, we see a person or an object, an agreeable object, we usually take delight, so abhinandati, we usually welcome it, abhiwadati, maybe even say, wow, this is great. Uh, so we verbalize that as part of the welcoming, then we ajosayatipati, we remain holding onto it, we want to have it again or see it again. Then that means nandi arises, so further delight. Then Upadana, which is the clinging, we want to keep fueling it and we cling to it. Then Baba, wanted to come to exist. And then of course Jati, so wanting to come to exist with birth again. And so this is the usual pathway for coming back to samsara, reconstructing over and over. And so when you take form in that way, that you take delight. what you're taking delight is you're misapprehending out of wrong view. You're thinking, these forms are permanent. These forms are stable. These forms are not subject to any change. Like they don't age, they don't get sick and they don't die. That's what you're literally saying. When you enunciate it like that, you think, is that really true? And you think it's going to last. You think it's reliable and you think... There's something substantial and valuable about it. That's because you think it's permanent, that it has a lasting nature. That's the ayonis or manisikara side. But when you meditate and you contemplate if this is true, you know that it's wrong. The reason you know it's wrong is that all of us know someone who has passed away, either a pet family member, a colleague, a friend, some popular person in the world, or you know someone who's aged and got sick, they're subject to change. And so Yoniswa sikara is questioning that. It's like if you use the example of a form, you use the example of a person, you realize with birth comes aging, comes sickness, comes death, so you know actually it's not lasting in nature, it's impermanent. It's unstable. These bodies are very fragile. It is subject to change. When you watch the aging process, you see you see the change. Uh, you see what is born passes away. And therefore it's unreliable. And so this is the truth. This is Yoniswamansikara. And then what happens is if you really go deeper with that contemplation. Forms start to lose their appeal because you know every time you attach to form, you get disappointed. More so than that, when they pass away, you get deeply upset, sorrow, grief, lamentation. You can't accept it. But this is the process that Buddha is trying to encourage us to see. And therefore that's where Buddha says, you know, the revulsion comes, the destruction of delight. Because how can you be happy keeping going towards five aggregates when you know it's like this? And the same thing happens with feeling, the same thing happens with perception, volitional formations and consciousness. Everything associated with the five aggregates is death-bound, when you investigate. So I can say it, but you have to meditate on it, and Samadhi Bhavana Sutta is a very good one for that. And then when you start to to really see, the more you develop the mind in this way, then the liberation of mind eventually happens. And so when you meditate, what we're wanting to seek is the truth. What is the truth? Is the truth, if we take an example, it can be oneself, it could be another person, because I think form is the easiest way to look at this, rather than going through all five aggregates. Take an example of form, if you don't want to take a person, take a pet. If you don't want to take a pet, then maybe pick another type of object. It could be a food object or something like that. But you will see the same thing because the first part of the meditation, just like what we did with the hindrances, is you look at the or side. The side that we still actually see. We think this person, this object is permanent, it's stable, it lasts. It's valuable because it lasts. It doesn't change. So that's the first part of the meditation, how one would normally, worldly, in a worldly way think. How we say, oh, we'll get over it. We'll beat this thing. Oh, you know, death is not coming. She'll be right. You know, all the things that we say that compel us, even in the programs that we watch, the reading material, the news, It's always shock when it comes to the reality of things. Because we actually abide in the wrong view. Something in us is always denying impermanence. It always says, my family member will last for a long time. I will live for a long time. But then we get these little breaks in that where our pet dies early, our family member gets really, really sick and then... You know, has to pass away, or someone at work doesn't come to work anymore. Like that, there's always something that disturbs the wrong view. But then we patch it up and it's okay again. We all do this because we're not enlightened yet. And so, ayonisana when you look at that, you see, you see the flaw, you, and and the reason why you do the on a society is so that you see the flaw, the de, the, the denial. The rejection of the truth and then you take the same example and you do the Yoniso Masikata and you look at it and you go actually what is the truth and then you contemplate Anicca so actually we are subject to old age sickness and death there is this change we're not lasting these bodies these gross bodies are unreliable they're quite fragile and where you come to is actually you see the death trap, that everything that we keep going to, towards is death bound. If you see that in your meditation, that is a real breakthrough because ignorance is what suppresses the truth. Ignorance is the door bar that blocks us from stream entry, blocks us from seeing the truth. And when we keep around people that don't tell us the truth, it keeps us there. And so we keep being ignorant of this truth. So five aggregates are conditioned. And it's death bound, it's a trap. So what I'd like to do is to do this meditation. Take an example of form. We'll leave feelings and perceptions and volitional formations and consciousness for now. You can do this, that meditation another time using this one or using Samadhi Bhavana Sutta. But, uh, and that's Samhita Nikaya 22, Discourse number 5, that's the Samadhi Bhavana Sutta, do that another time. But for this session, take an example of form, it can be a person, it can be yourself, it could be another kind of object. And do the Ayyoneso side, where the voice keeps telling you it's permanent, it's lasting, it's reliable, it's not subject to change, it's valuable, it's substantial for those reasons. And once you've seen that, do the Yoniso Manisikara side, which is the truth. It's unlasting, it's unreliable, it's unstable. It's not valuable for that reason, because it keeps crumbling. So let's do this meditation for another 5 to 10 minutes. I'll bring us out. So just meditate for as long as you can on this, and I'll bring us out. one